With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Activator Jr. and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, my friend? Going good, man. It's going good. I'm excited because this week we got ourselves a hot one. We got ourselves a great interview with someone that we've been playing Twitter tag with, you know, just to get into the origin story when we started out. This Our guest today would uh, always kind of... Uh, Hit us up on Twitter saying, great job, really like what you're doing, I want to get on. We, we hit him back saying, hey, you know, you're welcome to be on. No response. We drop some more fire. <laughs> he come back and say, hey, I really like what you're doing, I really want to get on. We come back and say, man, come on, come on down. No response. We have to drop some even more fire. And now after this latest round of fire, shout to the Martin Purnell. His episode is what prompted this whole thing. Great episode, by the way. If you haven't heard it, please do. But we finally have been able to get this man on the air. I'm not going to say his name because I'm going to leave that to my, my co-host since he's got the full name for y'all. And I was just only butchered full name. But let's just say we finally got him on. It was worth the wait. Yes, sir. And the guest you're referring to, his name is Dinesh Kandanchata. You know, I have a difficult last name, so I got to make sure I rep for all the people who have difficult last names, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I heard you, got, <laughs> I heard you guys meet once a month, so you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an exclusive club, bro. <laughs> um, but now, nah, Dinesh is a really, really great interview. Um, he's an entrepreneur, investor, uh, more specifically in the technology field, but I mean... After talking to him, man, I really think that he could do whatever he puts his mind to. So um, phenomenal interview. He goes into depth on this technology company he invested in. Um, He gives you really emotional tidbits on where he was at one point living in his mama's basement uh, to becoming the entrepreneur who invests 50K, 100K like it's no big deal. So, I mean, there's a bunch of things Dinesh breaks down in this interview. And I know uh, I'm speaking for my co-host when he said, when I say, man, this thing was amazing. Yes, it was on and popping and he really does break it down. I think one of the highlights is that he tells us how he's able to engage his audience. He's a he's a very active speaker. And he drops the little tidbits that you want to really think about when it comes to engaging audience and making sure they're actually listening to you and not currently playing their phone like we we all do as our little uh, our little hidden vice. But no, uh, Dinesh drops a lot of great wisdom, and you're you're coming from a guy with years of experience, and he speaks it. He he's not afraid to tell you about his losses, and he's definitely not afraid to tell you about his wins. And I think one of his 
current companies right now. Uh, Patriot One is a very uh, interesting uh, concept behind it. I'm going to let my co-host kind of go with the alley-oop and expound some more into what he's doing there. Yeah, so Dinesh, during the interview, drops, uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news, but um, in Las Vegas, there was a man who um, opened fire uh, in the Las Vegas strip mall. Um, and he's, you know, currently uh, charged with murdering someone. Um, and he opened fire, you know, with cops around and people that are, you know, scared for their lives. And Dinesh is, even though he's an investor, uh, he invests with purpose. So uh, the company that he founded, the technology, the technology company that he founded is based on um, investing in people who protect our lives, so military, um, police. He wants to make sure that they have the right technology to subdue these situations so that they wouldn't happen in the future or they could be prevented before even starting. Um, So Dinesh, man, he's the only investor that I heard that said that money isn't the answer, but you need to invest in something that you can give your expertise your support and your effort. Uh, and that's really the main key things that Dinesh looks into when investing in a company. So, I mean, dude is dude is on fire. He's from Canada, so uh, I had to hit him with the what coffee you drink. So uh, shout out to Tim Hortons, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> man, man, this man said even when I'm not in the clock, I still act like they pay me, so I can't get mad at it. But no, I I think we've done gushed enough about this interview. We really are excited to bring you guys Dinesh, and we're not gonna have you wait any longer. So without further ado, Mr. Dinesh, and I'll have to say the K on this one. <laughs> Alrighty, folks, and we're here today with Mr. Dinesh. Kandanchata. Dinesh, how you doing today? I'm doing awesome, man. Great work with the name. (laughs) (laughs) I was going over it several times before the interview, so I did my best, man. That's awesome. All right. Um, so we we just wanted to get into it. I know um, and then your background is in entrepreneurship and investing. Uh, could you kind of just, you know, describe to our listeners what you do for a living? Sure. Uh I am an entrepreneur. I I've built a bunch of companies over the years. I've had three successful exits, a bunch of failed ones, which of course we entrepreneurs never talk about, but are critical to uh, to those successes that we do have. I've spent the last uh, three or four years acting as an angel investor and also as an operator in technology companies, both on the product side and on the sales and marketing side. Ah, so you got you got some thorough experience basically in doing your own thing and start stuff. That's that's great to hear. Now, I definitely want to ask you. This kind of came to my you know came to my mind when I was reading your bio. You live by something, and you basically have come to the conclusion that money is a measure of value for the customers and not an outcome. How did you come to that you know conclusion in your head? Because I know most of us we we see money as the outcome, but you kind of flipped it over and said you know it is bigger than just money. Yeah, a great question. And, you know, the way I think about money and what came, how I came to it was when you make money and you sell a business, you do make a lot of money uh, when, you know, a lot is very subjective, but enough that, you know, you, you're able to decide what you want to do next in life. And one of the things that the process of doing that 
cause for me was if money was the goal, once you have enough of it, you got to stop whatever you're doing and try to find something else meaningful to do with your life. And, you know, that was just, that wasn't very satisfying to me. So I, when I was a salesperson, I would close a big deal and I would get, uh, you know, I get a big commission check and, you know, how many nice watches and, you know, nice cars do you need? At some point that material accumulation stops giving you any any emotional juice so i had to reframe if i was going to continue down this path of of um entrepreneurship and and value building that it can't be about me alone it's got to be about the people around me and i you know spend a lot of time thinking about that and i thought a lot about it as thought about it a bit like you know the game of life where you, you know you're going through all these things and you're collecting but really what you're doing is you're you're trying as much as possible to create value for the people around you. And the more value you create for the people around you, whether they be your employees, your customers, or your investors, or the community, frankly, the broader community, the more that the more money you'll make. And that set of beliefs has served me very, very well over the 20 years of my career. And that right there is a gem right there, ladies and gentlemen. I like hearing that. Yeah, and um, I love hearing that as well. And I believe that, you know, every entrepreneur, you know, loves to, you know, think that they they have the answers. But, you know, you said it yourself. You started companies, you failed in some instances, and you've uh, succeeded in some instances. So in your eyes, you know, from all your learnings, what does it take to build and transform a struggling business? It starts out with faith. Uh, I know that's kind of a – it's – it's like a five-letter word. I was had to count it in my head <laughs> first, uh, but it's like a five-letter words for you know people aren't supposed to talk about faith. But I think I think when you think about a business that's struggling and that people are running away from, whether they be employees or investors or customers, if you want to transform that, you've got to personally believe believe that that business has value that that the product has value that you're doing something meaningful and you start there and then you know you layer on a heck of a lot of hard work and that's that's the two parts to me about transforming any business the rest of it frankly you can find advisors you can hire employees you can you, there's there, there's a lot of tactics but when i've found businesses that fail to turn around when you bring in a new person it's almost always because the core team didn't have faith in the fact that what they were doing was really important and needed to be done and was something that was going to generate a lot of value. And if they did, they didn't have the energy left to do the hard work. And you know, we're all human, and the reality of it is, is that there's only so much energy each of us have. So when you get into a place where your business is struggling, you may not have the energy required to turn it around. And I know for myself, one of the things that I, I advise founders is, you know, once you get three, four, five years into something, uh, it's hard to wake up in the morning with the same passion you did that first day because uh, it's a grind. And bringing in people who can revitalize your passion is a key part of that that hard work piece that I think a lot of founders uh, don't realize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think anyone ever thinks long term like today in five years from now, am I still going to have the same zest and enthusiasm that I currently have for my project? So that's definitely some great uh, material to think about it when it comes to actually being an entrepreneur. But I kind of want to, you know, segue off that 
You currently are the founder and CTO of Patriot One Technologies, Inc. Could you tell us like what inspired you to pursue that venture? And maybe if you possibly could, can you tell us what successes you've actually seen with that company? Sure. Uh, we are a publicly traded company, so I'll have to refrain my comments to things that are that are publicly available. Um, I joined the business as an early, very early investor, um, and I got fascinated by the technology because, you know, you guys have, you see it on the news. Just last weekend, there was there was something that happened in Las Vegas. You know, there's our our business is about detecting weapons um, in places where they're not supposed to be. And the mission of the company is to end uh, loss of life and property due to unlawful weapons use. It's not about gun control, not gun control. We're you know we have a lot of police officers and and military folks that are on in our company and you know I myself uh, in university was a very active uh, um, um, per, like I, I was part of the shooting team so that's not what it's about it's about having giving folks the um, the knowledge of where we weapons are on their facilities and ensuring that people use them lawfully uh, and when it doesn't happen giving law enforcement and security professionals the tools they need so they can minimize um, the damage that comes from people not responsibly using and lawfully using their weapons. So that's that was an interesting mission. If you come back to my original thing about value, money is a way, a measure of the value you create. In technology, we we don't get a chance to do often uh, things that could be society changing, right? You know, Facebook, awesome application. You know, yes, it's changed society. You know, is it? Is it something that you know my great grandkids are going to go back and say if I had created Facebook that that was something that you know made the world a better place? I don't know. I think that's very subjective. People will have different opinions on it. This was an opportunity for me to do something that I could tell my kids and my grandkids that you know what we we made a material difference in how people live their lives, um, promoting safety and security without without you know taking away people's civil liberties and so when that opportunity appeared I dived in and and have been involved both on the product side I, I was one of the founders I helped organize the original um, um, uh, team that put the the product together and now we're at a point where we're we're launching that product and we have customers all over the world and it's been a phenomenal uh, a phenomenal journey yeah, man, and and that's a that's a huge shout out to you and your team. I mean, all it takes is 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 really one life that you guys could spare using your technology. So, I mean, just to have that kind of ambition and uh, and mission statement for your company is is amazing. So, I, I definitely commend you guys on that. Yeah, it's uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's the effort of a very. Um, you know, small group of highly committed people who care a lot about society and a lot about all of us. Uh, you know, our law enforcement professionals put their lives on the line every single day. Our our military professional military folks put their lives on the line for us every single day. And and you know, frankly, um, if, if we can leverage technology so those guys can guys and gals can come home um, and not have to worry. Uh, that's you know that's something that I would be I would be hugely proud to be a small part of. And uh, just as a side note, every and, um, when I think a little bit more about your company, I feel I I envision that I'm talking to Tony Stark right now. 
<laughs> yeah, we do some cool stuff, man. Some pretty cool stuff. We we use a lot of very advanced mathematics and physics in order to do the stuff that we do. And I gotta admit, I you know I have some really really smart PhDs on staff. I sometimes sit in meetings and I just my I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest about it. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, but um, to to just talk a little bit more about your investing side, um, you know, you probably got into investing, you know, as uh, at, at a at a young age. I just wanted to know, you know, what qualities do you look for when you're investing in a in a company, and how do you actually, you know, get started investing? You know, a lot of people have trouble, you know, building the capital, or they may get turned off from investing because they don't have that startup capital. Great question. I don't think investing is just about capital. And so I started out, really, I didn't start out investing to necessarily make money as an investor. I started out because I was looking to connect with entrepreneurs that were doing interesting things and working with passionate people who were willing to do the hard work of building a business. And the result of doing that was that I was able to, um, you know, have some successes which brought me the capital for me to do more and um, I think if you go in as an angel investor or as a entrepreneur go again go in um, thinking that money is the solution I, I think you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed and you're gonna be very quickly separated from your money because uh, there's uh, there's just so much that can go wrong what um, early entrepreneur early stage founders and entrepreneurs need, more, even though they all think they need money, what they really need is expertise, um, support, um, effort to work with them. And so that's how I structure my investment port, my investments. Are I look for technology, technology entrepreneurs, so mostly guys that have got the the technical background and the technical smarts to be able to build the product, but are missing that business discipline, the product dis- discipline, the customer discipline, and um, or ex- ex- experience for uh, as another uh, um, you know, way of thinking about it, and where I can put a small investment, 50 to 100K, 75 to 125, it depends on the investment, and then combine that with my expertise and my network to bring leverage to great leverage to that to that business and you know the my ideal scenario is i come in i'm able to pivot the business in such a way that it can generate you know 100 to 200% growth in sales in the next 6 to 9 months and then from there act as a kind of bridge towards a series a for a more institutional investment round and that could be with a vc it could be with an institutional investor um or it could be a initial public offering like we did with patriot i hope you guys had your notebooks out because he was giving you the playbook right there and you know what's interesting that's just that you have a lot of insight and a lot of information which kind of leads into this question where you you actually have a blog could you kind of tell us what our listeners can expect once they actually go see your blog and where can they find it at? They can find it at DineshK.co uh, and you can connect with me at DineshK at work on Twitter. And the purpose of the blog is to discuss things that uh, don't get you don't get. Uh, I have this. I have this view is there there's those that do and there are those that advise and most of the folks that are advisors um, that you get that will give you advice in the entrepreneur world are, are not actively doing it. There are of course exceptions but 
the vast majority, anybody who's been an entrepreneur knows that, you know, there's a lot of consultants out there who, who, you know, try to tell you how to run your business. And, um, most of them are not running a business. They're running a consulting business, right? Which is different than building. It, it's, it is entrepreneurship, but it's different than building a product company if that's what you're doing or if you're, you know, opening up a, a restaurant, it's different than that. And there's always, somebody always seems to have an opinion. And so what I've tried to do on my blog is to just share with, with uh, entrepreneurs my experiences from operating a business. I, I don't try to advise people on what to do in their business. I just try to tell them what I'm doing in mine. And then I trust the smart entrepreneurs that, you know, I've worked with over the years to be able to make the parallels uh, for their own, their own, um, their own products and companies and hopefully get something useful out of that. And that's, and that's also, that's also, that's really great because, you know, people trust people who've done it before. So when you when you do talk about other people who have consulting companies, who not who probably just started it just to, you know, uh, work as a consultant. But if you know actually, you know, you actually got your hands dirty and worked in the business, that builds your credibility and makes you a more successful business leader. Yeah, I'm not dissing consultants. I think consultants have their place, um, and I think that there's a lot that they can bring. But don't don't you can't outsource your decision making, right? And there's mm-hmm. no and, and there's no um, replacement for falling down and scraping your knee and figuring it out next time, right? And if the person hasn't done it themselves, I mean, one of the classic things I say is uh, if you haven't. <laughs> If you haven't lost everything and ended up back in your mom's basement, uh, which happened to me, uh, you know, <laughs> you're just, you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're probably not trying hard enough, right? And so when I look for advisors uh, and mentors in my businesses, because frankly I still have a lot to learn, um, I look for people who have traveled down the road that I'm going to be traveling. And, you know, I, I'm not looking anymore for the guy that created his kind of first $10 million company. What I'm looking at for now are folks that have taken a $100 million company and turned it into a billion dollar company and has wa- who have walked down that path and are willing to share the wisdom they learned through the real life experiences, as opposed to somebody who's maybe been part of the story or watched it or um, or maybe read it in a book. Uh, that's what I want to see. I want to. I want to. I want to take advice from people who have seen the potholes coming in front of me and help me avoid them. Ooh, ring so true, makes the ears hurt. um and i just want to know you know you've worked with so many companies um and other than you know lack of faith in their business what are other common mistakes you see entrepreneurs make relying too much on themselves and believing and hiring clones of themselves because they believe that uh you know kind of they've got the magic formula one of the things that i spend a lot of time doing when i build my teams is to find people who have skills that are very different than mine and and perspectives that are quite different from mine almost opposite of mine and the reason for that is because as long as if i put people in who are like me guess what i'm going to get more of me which you know <laughs> 
my wife would argue is probably a bad thing for the universe, but um, <laughs> for, for for a business, it results in you know everybody kind of get drinking the Kool Aid, and you don't have enough people asking the tough questions. So as an entrepreneur, what you want to do is not find people that are like you. You want to find people that. Uh, fill in where you're weak. And so that self-awareness, oh, you know what? I'm not really good with the details. Let me go find that detail-oriented person and bring them onto my team, knowing I'm going to spend the next year arguing with them uh, because they're going to make me, force me to do all the things I hate doing. Uh, and that's how you build resiliency in your business. So that's that's a big one. Relying on yourself to do everything, and then not br- and then not bringing in the right team members so that you can have a resilient business. Mm-hmm. And you got to take those definitely to heart because you just gave some genuine things to follow. I think the next thing that would buy you is like you have been involved in over thirteen startup companies. You have such a great entrepreneur spirit. It's really easy to overlook the fact that you're actually an active speaker. Could you kind of give us uh, some tips and tricks that you've kind of learned throughout the years that helps you get crowds engaged? Because I'm sure a lot of people who want to speak, they're worried about what if no one listens to what I have to say. (laughs) The the only thing – so this is what I've learned about speaking. If you talk about what interests you, most of the time you're going to alienate your audience. So focus on what interests them. And – can, and try to dovetail it as much as possible to what you know and what you, and what what you've lived through. Spend less time lecturing, more time telling the story of your life. And that's kind of how I think about speaking. I don't I don't go into speaking with like prepared notes or, and and uh, um, you know a you know a speech per se. What I go in is you know I'll, I will tend to work. If I'm giving a speaking engagement, what I'll try to do is understand the audience really well, understand who's going to be there, what what they care about, and then what take a look at my topic and then try to bring to my topic the things that the audience will care about, and as much as possible, tell a story. Um, Ted has really, you know, revolutionized how I think people people um, uh, absorb information and the expectations they have of people who are delivering information. So one of the things that I did early in my career is spend a lot of time watching TED Talks. Uh, those, they've got the formula down. And then do the, hard, do the hard work of understanding your audience so that when you do go speak to them, uh, you are, uh, you know, you're speaking their language and you're telling a, a story that they're going to relate to. I love it. <laughs> and that's 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 an awesome job and i know you know you've probably done a, a ton of speaking engagements um and that you're very successful in those ventures um but i know you know your style to doing you know consulting or not necessarily consulting but when you're looking for investments and and partners in business um you like to sit down with them and have a cup of coffee um to get to know them a little bit better what what made you uh, go about this approach to starting business conversations? It was actually I got lucky, uh, which is true for most of my career. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> I've often I've often told told my my family, you know, I, I'm happy. I'm probably much more lucky than I am smart. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it. And what happened was I was actually at a meeting um, where 
I was interviewing somebody, I think, at a coffee shop. And I, t in general, don't do that just because what I found is that it's a very loud space. And, you know, often what ends up happening is you don't get the same level of, of attention. Um, and we got into a conversation that went in a place that I never expected. And we were both left with the realization that we weren't going to work together because it wasn't a good fit from a, from a um, him joining the team. But we both really got a lot, a lot out of that 30-minute conversation. And, and he said to me, you know, this has been a very transformative coffee. And I thought to myself, how often does that happen in our professional lives where, you know, you don't want to, you, you want to have an engagement with somebody at a surface level where you can assess whether it's worth investing more of your time and they can assess whether it's investing more of, worth investing more of their time. But you both want to make the most out of the time that you do spend with each other. And coffee is one of those things i believe it's you know 20 to 30 minutes unless you drink really really slowly uh <laughs> and you know in that period there's something about that coffee shop where you can open up and have a conversation about something meaningful that's different than you would have over a beer for example like you know usually when the meaningful conversations are happening over beers one of the two individuals is had more than five, you know what I mean? So, right, right. so this way you at least, you know, you're, you're, you can have something meaningful. You can have something that is, uh, that that's going to make change how you think, but it's got a very finite window and both people attending have an opportunity to either disengage or engage. So that's kind of what got me going. And I thought I started thinking about this and I just felt the mechanism that most folks have of, send me your business plan and I'll read it. And if I'm interested, I'll contact you. I just felt that was really cold and in some ways very disrespectful to the entrepreneur who spends so much time and energy on the business plan. Um, and so what I decided was that knowing that my time is limited, that what I would do is for people who reach out to me that I think there's a fit, I would do them, I would respect them and say, if there wasn't a fit, tell them right away. I wouldn't even offer to re review their business plan. And that way they could move on to working with somebody who might be a better fit. And in the case where I did think there was an opportunity to do something, I wouldn't read it off a of PowerPoint. I'd ask them to come out, have a coffee with me and tell me face to face why they were so passionate about what they were doing and why what they're doing was so important. And, um, you know, we would make the call 20 minutes later and it's worked out quite well for me. Yeah, that's good. I could see like uh, how that would be so much more approachable. And also you can get, you know, some verbal cues and uh, some personality, uh, you know, you can you can mesh with someone per, uh, more on a personal level and see if they're a good fit to work with personally, not just professionally. So it sounds like a great strategy. It's worked well. I've been doing it for around five years and, you know, I haven't regretted it. I have to admit there have been some that have been really bad. Um, which I've learned from, but there've been some that have been pretty amazing too, that, uh, you know, Patriot started over a coffee. So, you know, it's, it's, I've, I've seen, I've had both and I'm willing to wade through the bad ones to find the few good ones. Well, that's what you gotta have that, that, that attitude, that, that spirit to be an entrepreneur. And then, you know, like, like I said earlier, resume is stacked here. You are also an author. You have a book out called Fundamentals of Effective Communications. Could you tell our listeners what they can expect from that book and also where they can get it at? Yeah, it's free. Uh, so you can get it off of my website. Uh, 
And it's really what I've learned uh, through studying and practicing communication. I think communication is at the core of leadership and leadership is at the core of entrepreneurship. Uh, people, great entrepreneurs are great not because of necessarily their idea, um, their idea is a vehicle, but because they're able to get people engaged and excited by their idea. And that's more about leadership than it is about technical wizardry. And so communication is core if you want to get people excited and engaged with uh, what you want to bring to the marketplace. So I've tried as much as possible to study that and understand it. I'm I might sound very outgoing, but my my natural state is fairly introspective and introverted. And so I've had to work hard on, you know, getting better at communicating and being more comfortable communicating with uh, with strangers and friends. Frankly, friends sometimes are harder than strangers. Um, and so that book really speaks to some of the some of the things that I've learned and some of the techniques I've learned about how to you know how to connect with connect with um, audiences or individuals. Exactly, and that's great to hear. Well, Dinesh, I mean, you've been nothing but a godsend. I think you've thoroughly broken down just who you are, what you're about, and I think you. I mean, I think our audience have to be deaf if they didn't come away with some new type of just something to put their brain around and wrap around with how you do business and what you've learned throughout the years. But it's time that we hit you with the Educate Hustle two-piece, the final two questions. The first one, it's always easy. You kind of answered it a little bit earlier, but let's give a review for the those that don't want to hit the rewind button. Where can our audience find and connect with you? Uh, best way to connect with me is uh, Dinesh K at work on Twitter or dineshk.co, D-I-N-E-S-H-K.co. I'm also on LinkedIn, linkedin.com, front slash uh, K at work. So you can get a hold of me in any of those ways. Exactly. Options, options, options. That's always great to have. And now the last question, no pressure, just the last question, just what our audience is going to hear as the last words from you today. What are some parting words you can leave with our audience? Recognize that entrepreneurship is a marathon, not a sprint. And judge your energies accordingly. I, I really believe that a lot of people think that uh, if I work on this for six months, I'm going to be able to walk away with something big. And my experience has been even the most obvious idea takes years to reach fruition. So be prepared and uh, keep motivated and enjoy, enjoy the small wins along the way. It's like having the frosting put on the cake. Thank you, Dinesh. You've been such an amazing guest today. We really appreciate it. I know that we've been going back and forth trying to get you on, and I'm just here to say it was worth the wait, and I'm glad we can get you on the show. Well, thanks so much, guys. You have a phenomenal platform, and you're doing great work, so keep it up. And there you have it, folks. That was Dinesh K giving us that insight into the technology and investing field. Emilio, what'd you think about it, man? I liked it, man. Very calm, very eloquent, very just, I think he delivered a lot on that one. And I know that we kind of came in not knowing what to expect because he, he's been, you know, contacting us on Twitter a lot, saying he likes our show and he want to be a guest. And we were just like, all right, cool. You know, 
we, you know, we, we'll always take any guests that, that person that wants to come on and, and feel that they have a story to tell. But he really surprised me. He had some really great business insights, advice. I mean, I'm still like mind blown about his speaking engagement advice where you need to think about what the audience wants. I think oftentimes we focus on making, you know, you as a speaker feel better by saying, hey, focus on things you, you generally know about your sit in. But not often do we kind of ask ourselves, what about we focus on what the audience wants to see? And I think such a simple little trick, but my mind was blown because it really hasn't emphasized a lot. I think that's all it takes, man. It's just little tidbits here and there to make you a better entrepreneur, to make you a better business leader, um, and even just a better, you know, employee. If that's you know what your venture is, what your passion is, is is just little simple tricks and to the trade. And uh, Dinesh delivered for sure on that one. Um, you know, so I, I'm I'm just I'm just uh, excited, you know, to see where he goes in his career. Um, and he's talking about making billion dollar, you know, trying to, you know, own billion dollar companies, man. And I know we're going to see that man doing huge things in the future. Exactly. I mean, I, I literally, he can only go up from here. And that's the crazy thing about it. Like, even with his resume as stacked as it is, his hand in all these companies and, you know, <laughs> falling down to living in his mama's basement and crawling, crawling back up to be with his family. Like, it's, his determination and grit is just off the charts. It's, it's, it's such a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal guest to have. And we're so glad that he came on the show today. But enough of the gushing, enough, enough of the, of the gooey stuff. Let's get to the stuff that you really want to hear. How are you? Yes, you can reach us. Educate Hustle can reach a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. Do we post snaps, little behind-the-scenes videos to let you know what we're doing throughout the week and, of course, keep you inspired. We are also on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There we post reminders about what show dropped that week and little inspirational tidbits and you know shout outs to shout outs to us but you know i gotta go shout out to paul he's, he's been dropping some dynamite content on there and he got the whole instagram in there emotions with the likes so you know definitely want to follow us on there if you aren't following us already we are also on facebook please like our page it's easy just type in educate hustle that's two words under educate hustle you know you reached the right page because you'll see the logo that you guys all know and love now before i get into more plugging i have to stop and do some even more plugging people 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 if you like the show you really vibe with us you really think we put on a great experience please do not hesitate to go to itunes and rate and review the show it's real easy all you gotta do is hold itunes if you're on the computer all you gotta do is go to itunes click search educate hustle if you're on a cell phone especially an iphone itunes podcast purple icon comes with the phone so you know it's on there search once again educate hustle you'll find our show logo click it there will be an option called review in the middle of the screen and the tabs click that tab hit write a review put some short but sweet words like it's lit or if you want to go even longer and more emotional and expressive you can put it's still lit then put how many stars that you want us to give i think we deserve five but hey i'm i'm just a guy but anyways once you put that all there submit that helps us out very very much when you do because it makes our show awareness grow which makes our popularity grow which means we get better guests and which means you guys get better shows and who wouldn't want that who wouldn't now back to the originally scheduled plugging you can also Follow us on Twitter at Educator underscore Hustle. Once again, that is Educator underscore Hustle. There we do tweets, daily interactions. Probably one of the quickest and fastest way to get to us because it goes right to our 
phone. And of course, last but not least, if you really felt like we really changed the world, gave you something to think about, or you just want to have a collaboration opportunity, or just say, hey, how's it going? You can email us at educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, bro, you got to lead us out, man. Lead us out. Man, people, 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 just take the time that you have today and do something different for yourself. Do something great for yourself and go out and make a difference. It's really easy. It's really simple. All you got to do is find a resource or find a utility to kind of better yourself out there. It could be something as simple as going to Dinesh's website, reading his blog, or dive into his free book he has on there. Or you can go to your local library if you want, put the phone down and read into a topic that you wanted to always research but just never had the guts to. Or hey, if you want to pick the phone back up, go online, don't go to Wikipedia, instead search an accredited source, yes, I said an accredited source, and find out information about an industry that you have not thought about, but you always wanted to find more about. Or, if you really want to, keep it, keep it, I guess, old slash new school, go on YouTube and look up some healthy things to put your mind to. But either way, go out, make a difference, and do something great. I mean, shoot, it only starts with one action, so why don't you take it today? And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.